Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Alva Pendarvis, pastor here at the First Baptist Church of Algiers, where the old Trailblazer broadcast originates from our studios here. And we've been here a long, long time with the old Trailblazer broadcast, having picked up the broadcast from the late Pastor L.R. Shelton. And I just want to mention to you that we have... Uh, we're on about 35, 30 stations now with the old Trailblazer broadcast. If you'd write me, I'll send you a log of all of those stations. And uh, you folks who are familiar with Pastor Shelton's ministry, the late pastor, we have a title list of all of his messages, tapes that he's that we recorded over the years. I'll be glad to send you a title list. We have the Worship Hour tape, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and then also the Voice of Truth. So I'll be glad to send you the tape list and the Quote you a price on many of his articles. If you would, I appreciate you writing and let me know that you helped me with this broadcast. We just went on two new stations, one in Huntington, West Virginia, and another one over there in Virginia. I'll give you those call letters in a day or so. But we're bringing you a series of studies now on the Antichrist Bible or the RSV Bible, and we're looking in particular at how they have how they have degraded and changed and substituted many, many of the words in God's Word, and have just whittled to pieces. And also, there's many, many other versions of the Bible now on sale in many of our modern bookstores. We have the, uh, along with the RSV, we have the New American Standard, New International Version, the American Standard Version, and the uh, Living Bible. Then uh, Just on and on and on. And I put together a little pamphlet that we show you the errors and the misapplications of many of these uh, various and sundry things that they have done. And uh, I'll be glad to send them to you, uh, this little little package we put together, pamphlet. And if you'd write me to the old trailblazer, just ask me to, for that information on the, on the, the uh, errors in the Bible. I'll send it to you. But we're looking there in our study now on uh, the RSB Bible. In our last study, we began there looking at the modernist have no all-sufficient substitute. They don't have a substitute, no. But this, at this time, I want to bring you a passage that I picked up from uh, Dr. W. William S. Plummer. Maybe you're familiar with Mr. Plummer's writing. I'm not that familiar with it, but he wrote an article here, and I want to just read this for you. Every other name and title of our Lord has a delightful fitness and significancy. Why should that Son of God be an exception? He is called Jesus because he shall save his people from their sin. Who deserves the name of Savior as he does? He is called Christ because the Spirit has wonderfully poured upon him. If Aaron's anointing filled his presence with sweet perfume, the anointing of Christ fills heaven and earth with an odor of a sweet smell. He is called Lord and Master because he has a perf has perfect sovereignty over you and me. None other so worthily wore a crown or waved a scepter. He is called Wonderful for his person, his birth, his life, his works, his doctrines, his death, his resurrection, his glory, all entitle him to that appellation. He is called Counselor for none so deal so prudently. Isaiah 52.13 says, His wisdom and plans will carry every dark plot of iniquity. Himself says, listen now, Himself says, Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. Listen, Proverbs 8.14. The spirit of counsel and might rest upon him. Isaiah 1.2. Uh, <clears throat> 
I believe it is, 11-2. Speaking of the man whose name is the branch, the prophet says, he shall build the temple of the Lord, and the council of peace shall be between them both, that is, between Jehovah and the branch, between the Father and the Son, Zechariah 6-12. So that he, that he is the counselor of God, he is also the counselor of all men who believe in him. He is the true light the infallible teacher of all the saints. He is called Redeemer. None half so fitly bears that title. Others brought back captives of such corruptible things as silver and gold, but he redeems through his most precious blood. They redeem from temporal. He redeems from eternal woe. He is the Christ, and Jesus is the Son of God, and Jesus Christ is the Son of the Son is the Savior of lost men, but all this only shows that our Lord has many and excellent names and titles, as he also has many crowns on his head. He is called Jehovah because he is self-existent, independent, eternal, and unchangeable. He is called God because the fullness of the Godhead dwells in him bodily. He is called the Son of God because he is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. His names and titles, which are more than 200 in number, include everything which is great and glorious, amiable and excellent in the estimation of mankind. He has no empty titles, no insignificant names. There is none like him. Don't you enjoy that piece? If you'd like to have a copy of it, you write me and let me know. I'll be glad to send you a copy of it. Now we want to look at Satan, uh, the advertising campaign uh, there of this Antichrist Bible, how they have, how they have uh, held that thing up as a great thing. Satan, through the National Council of Churches of Christ in America, pulled one of his most clever tricks on the people of America in the advertising campaign and the presentation of this RSV Bible to the religious world. In this spectacular advertising campaign, the American people witnessed a strange occurrence when they, the National Council of Churches of Christ in America, threw their entire weight and influence behind their propaganda program to present the RSV version to our nation. Through their influence, nearly 3,000 churches became a central gathering place for the presentation of this Bible on September the 30th, 1952. The strange thing of it all was that this Old Testament translation had not been seen or read by anyone except these church leaders of New York. Yet with an eye on the financial profit and by their religious prestige, they worked their propaganda through the leaders into various councils in the states and over the nation to bring, a fruitage, bring to fruitage the object of their quest. As a result, we saw that over all, over, all over our land, local committees, which included mayors and other city officials, Jewish rabbis and leaders, set up the organization to put over something they had never seen. Almost every local and state rallies were helped to receive and accredit this allegedly tremendous development in Bible translation history. When you ask folks why they took part in the celebration, one would give you as a reason, well, so-and-so said it was a good book. I've never seen it, but I suppose it's all right. The next person would give you a similar answer, saying, well, Dr. So-and-so 
told me it was a good book. I'm sure that if he represents it, it must be good. Do you see this ridiculous situation which was created in the Protestant world where intelligent men are supposed to settle their own position on everything in the light of evidence and information, yet when it came to the most important thing in the world, God's word over against man's word, Satan pulled one of his most clever tricks on our Protestant people through this modernistic religious group. I watched it and then some of some of us who were living back that time watched it keenly with a keen eye. And the fact that the Protestant people accepted this Bible sight unseen, and the fact that it came from the National Council of the Churches of Christ in America, known worldwide for its modernism and rank infidelity, those things reveal the spiritual darkness that grips our people. Yes, just to take the word of some person, and then that that person to take the word of another, until thousands and millions celebrated something that nobody had ever seen up until that time. Oh, listen, my friend, this reveals definitely the ease with which the Antichrist will put over his program. Now, I just want to stop here and say all of those things. I know that maybe you're not interested in this, but my friend, this is part of the subtle activity of Satan. As I said in our last study, what a subtle old old diabolical devil he is. Sure, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, uh, put himself out for ridicule. He works under cover. Yes, he works under the cover. The Bible says men love darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. Did you know Satan hates the light? No, sir, he hates the light. He won't come to the light. And let's listen. When the light of the gospel shines into those darkened hearts where Satan has had control all of those years, your heart, my heart, once, once, my friend, my heart was darkened. Once I believed anything that came down the pipe, I had no idea that Satan was my arch enemy. I had no idea that he was the prince and power of this air until the Lord showed me, shined the light in there into that darkened heart. And folks asked me about uh, being awakened to the fact they're lost condition. And I describe it like this. I've mentioned it a couple of times up there somewhere out in the country, especially up there in Tennessee, all those old barns that have been abandoned and boarded up and closed up for years. And someone comes along and buys that old place and send workers out there to open that old barn up, pull all them boards off of those windows and doors. And they let the light shine in there, the sunlight. And when you look in, you see all the dirt daubers and the spiders and the, and the snakes and the roaches and the creeping thing. Now, my friend, that's a picture of a human heart. Darkened by Satan, blinded by Satan. The scripture says we are asleep in the lap of Satan, blinded by the God of this world. And we are. I know folks won't have it. You may not have it. You may be chomping at the bit, saying, what's that old trailblazer mean by insulting my integrity? No, I don't insult your integrity. I ask you to search your heart. Ask the Lord to search your heart. Are you... Are you are you misinterpreting God's word? Are you accepting some of these erroneous aversions of the Bible? Did you know now that the average person that I know does not care what kind of Bible he has? He doesn't. He doesn't because I make an issue of it to ask you what kind of Bible you're using. What Bible are you using? Most folks don't know. No, we, we, we have a generation now that are duped to sleep by the activities of Satan. They're, they're run after the world and think just enough want just enough religion to get by on. They want to make a little mental decision for Jesus. But my friend, there's no such a thing as that of, of being saved. No, you know what salvation is, my friend? Let me ask you, do you know what the word salvation means? It means a deliverance, a deliverance from sin. 
You, if you're not saved, you're under the influence of Satan day by day, hour after hour. He's your father. He's the God of this world. Oh, listen, my friend. If you married to an unsaved woman, he's your father-in-law. If you married to unsaved men, he's your father-in-law, lady. And listen, he does, he does with you what he pleases until the Lord takes hold. Has the Lord ever opened your heart to let you see that you are a son of Satan? Oh, you say, Trailblazer, you just, you just off the, gone off on a tangent. No, the world's all right. Nothing wrong with the world. No, nothing wrong with the world. When our teenage girls are having babies at 11, 12, 13 years old, nothing wrong with the world. When our young people are being locked up day and night for dope and all of those things, nothing wrong with the world. When six out of seven, six out of ten marriages end in divorce, nothing wrong with the world. When our prisons can't hold all the prisoners because of the crime and all of those things nothing wrong with those things nothing wrong when nobody uh, will take the blame for anything everybody blames everybody else for their trouble but listen you know what salvation is my friend it's a deliverance from those things and when the spirit of god comes in awakens that heart shows you yourself grants you grace to repent have you ever repented do you know what repentance is my friend you want me to tell you it's taking the blame have you ever took the blame? You know, we don't want to take the blame for anything, do we? No, sir. Children don't want to take the blame. Uh, grown folks don't want to take the blame. Folks steal and lie and cheat and run around, and, and they don't want to take the blame for it. They go to court and cuss the judge. When the judge finds them guilty, they stand up and curse the judge and curse the lawyer and curse the jailer because they don't want to take the blame, my friend. Do you know what's going to happen? The Lord said, I'll spew you out of my mouth. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. I wish you'd write me. I'll send you information on how you can get these tapes. They're very reasonable. And if you would, uh, sit down and pray for me. Help me with the broadcast. Send me $100. Send the old Trailblazer $100. Remember, my mailing address is the old Trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. And my website, radiomissions.org. I wish you'd sit down and write me. Tell me that you're praying for me. Tell me I don't understand everything, old trailblazer, but I'm praying for you. Goodbye. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you, our Radio Missions Internet radio station offers music, current old trailblazer broadcasts, current Voice of Truth broadcasts, classic sermons, and more, 24 hours a day. For information on how to listen to Radio Missions Internet radio, visit our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.